right, take two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sarah Report Jr., a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. I am one of your hosts, Dale Decker. And I'm your other host, Zach Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that cough. All of that was... energy. All of that energy built right into that cough. It did, and I apologize for that, but you know what? Uh, That's what happens. I had I, to. I said it I had too to fast. Go back. What happened was I had to go back and start rewriting Dale's memories <laughs> so that she thought I was actually someone else for a little while because evil plans, but also I'm kind of lonely. I'm getting to Kingdom Hearts here, everybody. I promise this is a bit. Lonely. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding. That's a plot line. Okay. So welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Re- they don't know what happened. we actually say, say Report Jr.? Did we say that yet? We yes, did, because yes. we said our names. Okay. Yes, we said our names. They don't know what happened, so welcoming them back is weird. I mean, honestly, it's like if you what if if you are someone who decided who only ever played Kingdom Hearts and then Kingdom Hearts 2, you are having the same exact feelings? like feelings and like concept of time and continuity that those <laughs> players would have. Because Square Enix doesn't I don't know what they're doing. Okay, before we <laughs> get into this, before we get into this, I need to share because because of this oh, whole right. thing. We had I need to share that your texts regarding Kingdom Hearts Two have so far been some of my favorite texts. I I guess like you're you're watching my brain. <laughs> I'm going to explain how I played through all these. But talk about the text first, because then I have to explain the weird way that I have experienced Kingdom Hearts in the last week. <laughs> okay, oh. so your, your text being read to me through Siri is the funniest thing, especially when it's regarding Kingdom Hearts. Because you've been, I, I feel like Kingdom Hearts has been messing with you um, for a while, for like almost two weeks, right? Two weeks, a week. Just, just when a, did you start about a week. Playing? I think yeah. about. I think about. I think last week is when I picked up the the collection. But like nothing <laughs> screams this game is 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 messing with my brain than Siri saying, "Hold on, hold the fuck on," <laughs> and then proceeding to say, "I just played five hours of KH two and just got a title card." And it was only the prologue. What the hell is this game? <laughs> best part it, is I didn't even tell you the best part of that, which is that after that title card, I changed characters. Oh, oh yeah, because Kingdom Hearts was Kingdom... a completely different character. <laughs> well, because Kingdom Hearts two. Have you finished Kingdom Hearts two? Because I know um, spoily things. Uh, I haven't finished Kingdom Hearts two. I know a little bit about where the story goes, but. I have gotten through that opening and started replaying with Sora, the character from Kingdom Hearts 1. But because I know about Chain of Memories and 358 over two days, I do actually have an understanding of what's going on and oh. why the characters changed and all of that. Wait. The... Is, is Kingdom Hearts 2 with Aqua? No. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I, mean, I know maybe, nothing. Maybe later. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've already changed characters once. Maybe I'll come across them again. Aqua is actually a character I haven't come across yet. But okay, that could be... That might be another... There's two other games after this. And by games, I mean three-hour cutscene things. Oh, my... No, this I'm so mad at this franchise. Maybe uh, it is Kingdom Hearts 2. I don't know. Um, Forget I said anything, because I don't know what's going on either. Oh, uh, let me try and break it down and explain it. So, 
I think I mentioned on last week's episode. Did I mention? Was it last week's episode that I mentioned? I bought the like package. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've got the I've got basically everything up until Kingdom Hearts three, which comes out like in three days. Six days. My friend has been giving Six? me the breakdown. Twenty eighth. Oh, it's the twenty eighth, yeah, isn't 20th. it? Or whatever. I don't I've know been, what date it is anymore the either. Um, oh, you know what? Resident Evil Two comes out tomorrow, and it's thrown off my timeline. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> January is not supposed to have good games, and there's two coming in a week. Um, spoiler alert! I also just called Kingdom Hearts a good game. I was so... I was gonna say yeah, something. I, I was gonna say something, and then I've decided just to let it lie. I just I just decided to let it go. Let me kind of very briefly explain the Kingdom Hearts franchise and the games. Now that I've played them more and have kind of an understanding of what's going on, a better breakdown of what's going on, and just like the meta level of how Kingdom Hearts games get released, because this whole franchise blows my mind out of just the weirdness of their continuity. So... As I mentioned last week, Kingdom Hearts 1, very simple, though with a convoluted plot, very simple game, which is someone's basically breaking up a bunch of worlds in a bunch of different dimensions, and you have to go travel through the different kingdoms that are all Disney levels and uh, stop them from doing that. Fairly simple concept. Yeah. So, (laughs) after Kingdom Hearts comes out, for Game Boy Advance, they put out Chain of Memories, which is a card-based RPG in which Sora, the character, picking up literally the moment that Kingdom Hearts ends, Sora and Mickey, uh, not Mickey, sorry, Mickey still hasn't shown up yet, uh, Goofy and Donald and Sora go running into a castle that starts erasing their memories. (laughs) And all of a sudden, first off, the fact that this was on Game Boy Advance, the first Kingdom Hearts game came out on PlayStation 2. The fact that like they expected people who owned a PlayStation 2 to also be people who owned a Game Boy Advance is fucking mind-blowing. Because <laughs> those are not usually an overlapping like... group. Unless you're me. I'm the type of person that would own these things. It's kind of also like a step backwards, it seems. Like, graphically, like, yes. Gra- like, every... No, not just graphically. Like, everything. Yeah, like 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 the way that the combat works in this game, and the reason I didn't bother fucking finishing it, I just watched. Literally, I spent three hours yesterday just watching the cutscenes from this, so I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. Of chain of memories. Of chain of memories, was because like they were like, okay, so here's the idea: every move you make is now based on a is now based on a card that you have in a deck. And Goofy and Donald aren't even there anymore; they're cards in this deck. And you're slowly losing your memories through every room of this castle you go into. So Sora is slowly losing memories of all of these characters you were introduced to in Kingdom Hearts. And then there's all these new people that are introduced that are definitely like. I don't know how many of them are Final Fantasy characters, but they're definitely anime characters. Like, the Disney is slowly being ripped out of this game. (laughs) And these people are showing up. They're part of some secret organization. Uh, A couple of them are trying to take down this secret organization from within, but they don't really explain what this organization is or why. And all of a sudden, Sora starts forgetting this major character from Kingdom Hearts called Kyrie, who lived on, like, the island he's originally from. And it's like, yeah, so Kyrie, like, right. So he starts forgetting Kyrie and all of a sudden starts replacing her in his head, in his memories with this girl called Namine, 
And it oh, turns out right. that Domine is a witch who is just replacing herself in his memories because she's lonely living in the castle, being used by this organization for this, oh, like, takeover that's going on. Right. Like, what are you doing, yeah. so, Kingdom Hearts? So... Are you you're playing it in chronological order, right? Not necessarily yes, in your release date. Yeah, the problem. This is release order is Kingdom Hearts on PS2. Yes. Chain of Memories on Game Boy Advance. Then Kingdom Hearts 2 comes out on PS2 again. Yep. And the opening 5 hours, the reason that I was like freaking out is that the opening 5 hours of this game you are playing someone from Organization 13, yep, yep. <laughs> and you're getting a bunch of cutscenes and memory flashes and a bunch of stuff that makes no sense even for Chain of Memories. <laughs> like, this is stuff that didn't even come up in that. So if you're someone who completely skipped Chain of Memories and went Kingdom Hearts to Kingdom Hearts 2, you have no idea what's going on <laughs> in this guy. <laughs> You've got a bunch of characters, a bunch of like Final Fantasy characters in black robes running around and no ex- explanation about who they are or why. And then after Kingdom Hearts 2 comes out, they re-release Chain of Memories on PS2 with all of these updated graphics. And now it's a 3D game. It's the same exact game, but they release it after Kingdom Hearts 2, which means that they basically were like, okay, so we get that you played Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 confused the hell out of you. So allow us to re-release this game that kind of explains some stuff. Oh, and also we're going to release this game called 358 over two days, (laughs) which is just, which is a DS game, which fills in the rest of the random crap we threw in at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2 that we never explained. That's, um... That's with, oh, what's his, he's like. That's uh, Roxas. Roxas, yeah, okay. Yes. And that is with the, that, who is the character you're and playing Axel at the beginning of King and... Hearts 2. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Roxas, Axel. Um, I know that story. Like all of these characters. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's how Kingdom Hearts 2 opens. It has n- like nothing. Like, n- what are you talking about? They love seesaw ice cream. That's all I need to and know. Like, oh my God. Like, I'm playing this game and. The fact is, like, the fact that 358 over two days came way later on DS, of all things, is the thing that's even more mind-blowing. Because on the Kingdom Hearts, like, collection that I bought, it is Kingdom Hearts, and then Chain of Memories, and then 358 over two days, and then Kingdom Hearts 2. And that is the only reason that I have followed anything. Okay. So that and that's how you've played it. Yeah. And that's so... The, yeah, that's the direction that I play things. And by played, that's generous. Because when 358 over two days was brought from DS onto this collection, they didn't actually bring any gameplay. Yeah, because as you very, very astutely pointed out, you can't really take a DS game which has two screens and transport it to the PS4 very easily. No. So what they do is they play a cutscene, and then at a scene where there would be gameplay, they just put up a picture and a paragraph explaining what the fighting was going on during the gameplay sequence, and then they go to another cutscene. I they didn't just know do about it. that. That's how they do it. I didn't know about that. So it's I a just... cutscene, oh and then God. it's like, and then it's like a picture would come up of like Roxas and Axel, and then a bunch of text comes up that says Axel teaches teaches Roxas how to use his keyblade, and he goes on to teach him how to use magic and all this other training, and they defeat these many heartless, and then they move on, and then cutscene again, <laughs> and it does that for three hours. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so. Uh... It's weird, too, that they, like, 
finally released a version of Kingdom Hearts in chronicle chronological order, like that you can play in chronological order. Cause like, as I've said before, all of my knowledge from Kingdom Hearts comes from my friend Joe. And he played Kingdom Hearts the way they came out. So he like he you know Joe has the brain of a computer. Because <laughs> I don't know how he figured it out so, or kept I mean, it all in his head. The the amount of times he's played these games too. Like he has played them over and over and over oh, again. So of course God. he like he knows the story and everything I know from it is from him. And like, there's times where he'll tell me something and I'm like, hold on, you gotta go back for a second. Explain that again. And then he'll like throw something in that he didn't mention before, but like somehow makes it make sense. And I'm like, I'm got it, I'm with you, I got you, I'm, I am on board. And then he'll continue telling me the story. And, like, there's still sh- stuff I don't know. There's still things that yeah, I'm I like, mean, like, how does that connect here? Like, reading, like, I had to read, um, like, Wikipedia breakdowns of the plot for the two smaller games. And then I still went back and watched the, 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 the cut scenes and stuff. And, like, I'm vaguely understanding what's going on, which yeah. is that, like, Organization 13 is a group of people who were born without hearts. And yep. so they all have people... They all have other people with hearts that they coincide with, and they have to kind of, like, find them and connect with them. And so Roxas is the other half of Sora. Oh, okay, good. So you know that. I was going to say, like, I'm like, I know who Roxas is. Right. And I, like, like, kind of know who Axel is, and I know about... So, like, I don't know who Axel is. I know who Ansem is, and I know who... Like, I know Ansem, and I know Roxas, as far as, like, Organization 13 people are concerned. Yeah. Everything else makes no sense to me right yeah. now. And it's, um, yeah, like, I knew about Organization 13. Like, I know, like, I know so much about these little, these characters, and I'm like, but I don't know why or, like, how I'm understanding any of this. Yeah, and then oh. I'm like, and at the same time, I'm playing all of this, um, like, I get, I, and then I'm like, I want to go back and play more. Like, why, why, why do I want to play more of this? This doesn't make any sense to me. The fighting is not that good in this game, and yet I want to sit down for another like four hours and play another chunk of this because game. Because the world is good. Because it draws you in. Pete for just me, showed up. For me, and he's like, it didn't draw fast. me in. For me, it didn't draw me in because of that fucking race that you have to do. Oh man, you can just lose that race, you know. You don't I, actually have to win that but race. But I wanted to name the boat. Uh, they wouldn't let yeah. I know. I, they, you I got don't, stuck with high wind a bunch you. of times. Oh, it sucks. No, oh, I mean, like I man. said, I do like th- there is a big part of me that wants to go back and play Kingdom Hearts, but it's just I don't know if I like can commit to it. Like I can commit like, to watching cutscenes, but I don't know if I can commit to sitting down and playing the game. It's so weird because, like, on the, like, sci-fi level of it, of, like, time travel and memory, which is shit I yeah, love. That's, like, me, it too. It scratches so much of it. Yes. We're not, like, this whole, that whole thing in of Chain of Memories, the story of Chain of Memories is fascinating. I never want to play it because playing it is horrendous. <laughs> But I love that story of like, oh, okay, so he's going through this castle, and every time he goes through another room of this castle, he loses more of his memory, and it turns out it's because this girl is being used by this organization for some sort of basically corporate takeover. Yeah. Because they need they need Roxas out of Sora, but like they can't get to him unless she erases part of his memory, and she's willing to do that because she's lonely. And it's like, uh, this is great. I love all of this. Please don't 
make me play this yeah. bad card game if, you've created. If, it's a bad if, game. <laughs> if it was ever, and I'm sure it exists, but if ever, like, the story of Kingdom Hearts, like, the cutscenes or the story was ever turned into, like, let's say a series, um, I would be right there. I would watch, I would watch it because I do love, like, the, the things I know about the characters I really love and the things that, you know, that I don't know too much about I want to find out about. But it's like, I just need, like, if it was, if, like, Netflix was like, hey, we're going to turn Kingdom Hearts into a television show, but we're just going to use the cutscenes. The fact that they haven't announced it. it. The fact that it hasn't announced for, like, the new Disney streaming app, I'd pay for that. Are you kidding me? I would pay to watch the the Kingdom Hearts show. But I don't want, like, Kingdom Hearts fans to, like, somehow get shafted. Like, I want it to just be the cutscenes from the games. Because, like, (laughs) knowing how this would go... It would get ruined probably for them. Oh my and god! I, don't want I know because I've happen. seen I've seen the Final <laughs> Fantasy movies, and Square Enix yes. cannot be trusted <laughs> to make their own products into movies. So, yeah. Yes. So if someone could just sit down, <clears throat> someone in the world, someone could just sit down, take out all the cutscenes, put those in a video, send it my way. Oh man! So it. so we'll see what happens when this comes out next week. I'm yeah. I'm I'm in Kingdom Hearts two now. I'm working on it. Yeah. Literally just got to like. The first, I got to Mulan World. The first Mulan world. Mulan World. Mulan, it's the land of dragons is what it's called. It's Mulan World. Because um, the other thing um, that blows my mind, like as they're doing this, is you go into these different worlds and these different universes in Disney, and it's not like, it's like they basically were like, well, here's the story of Mulan. Now, what if the story of Mulan happened after Goofy and Donald and some random kid dropped in the middle of it? Like they're not; these aren't like sequels to the stories. These are like the stories are yeah. happening as you're there. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> Which I like. I like that a lot. Um, what was I? Gonna... Oh. Also, I need to go back because someone is definitely gonna point this out. I understand that there is a video out there with the cutscenes, but I don't think it's all of the cutscenes from every single game, right? I yeah. Don't no. Think like, so. like I watched. Um. Like I watched a three-hour video yeah. of just the cutscenes from from Chain of Memories. Okay. Yeah. So. Like, so like you can do, do that. Like I'm sure there are exist. playlists out there and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I'll just ha- I just have to do it. I just have to. I'm sure yeah. someone's of Memories, already done all this work yeah. for me. Chain of Memories works for that because literally it's. <laughs> a story cutscene, and then you fight a bunch of stuff and then a story cutscene, and then yeah. you fight a bunch of stuff. It's not like you're like in the middle of a fight, you're going to get any sort of pertinent information of what's going on. So like that works out perfectly. Um, oh. There's some conversations in like kingdom hearts that y- you would, if all you did was watch the cutscenes, you might miss some stuff, yeah. but yeah. not like huge <laughs> anything. Yeah. Um, my other thing, like, and I don't know if I really have anything, any, it's weird to me that now Pixar is being brought into the mix, and it might have been brought into the mix already, but it's it's very it, it's weird that Pixar films are being introduced into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, actually, and now that I think I'm, I I mean I haven't obviously gotten to all of the worlds in in Kingdom Hearts two. There's no Pixar stuff in one. No, um, I don't think there. I don't think there has been. I know King, I don't Pirates think, of the Caribbean yes. shows up in two. I know that, which like that's still Disney. That's fine. It's live action. That's Disney. I actually, I have actually. I think I might have an idea about that. So Kingdom Hearts two came out in like two thousand. Oh God, I don't even know. Or like before two thousand ten. <laughs> yeah. So 
right up until the first Cars came out, Pixar was technically still independent. Cars was basically their, you know, Cars was made as their last like independent yeah. movie before Disney officially bought them. Yep. So there's a good chance that the Last Kingdom Hearts didn't come out, came out before that happened, which might be why that that's the case. Why that's the case? This might yeah. actually be the first time that a Kingdom Hearts like... game is coming out when they own Disney, when they own Pixar, which yeah. is really really weird because these very games strange. take forever to come out. And what, like the, that whole thing, I mean, this is bringing in a whole, this is going down a whole other rabbit hole of Pixar and Disney and like <clears throat> things being called a Disney Pixar movie and then, but they came out when Pixar was independent, like Toy Story. As far as I'm, Toy Story came out when Pixar was it, like its own thing. It was its yes. own company, it was its own animation company. And yet now Toy Story is a Disney movie. And that's be- and that's entirely because Toy Story 3 and now Toy Story yeah. 4 are in- but, are like definitive Disney products. Yeah. Me, yeah, because they own the IP. But yeah. To me, Toy Story <clears throat> 1 and 2 are not Disney films. Right. So don't include them. <laughs> is what I'm trying to I mean, get at. Here's the, I mean, that's the other thing. I have no idea when you get to Toy Story World which Toy Story yeah. story they're going to be telling exactly. at the time. Hey, is the other part of that? If it's about uh the scary pink bear i'm all for it that's fine if you have to fight the scary pink bear from from toy story 3 whatever cool but if you have to fight the prospector not about it (laughs) (laughs) you have to fight Um, kelsey Grammer in a box i don't want to hear about it (laughs) (laughs) exactly um scary what's the scary pink bear's name he smells Um, like strawberries i honestly don't remember is it hugs a lot it made me so sad I have only watched that movie once. So, I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> that's fair enough. No, that's fair enough. Um, I think it's Hugs a lot. I'm a final <laughs> answer. I'm not going to make that my final answer because I will lose big. Anyways. <laughs> but so it's that's like, also, my... but, sorry. <laughs> I was just, I was gonna, I was gonna try and cap off Kingdom Hearts. So if you've got anything else to say, no, say it just, now. I was just going to say, Mon- <laughs> like, Monsters, Inc. is apparently going to, like, show up in Kingdom Hearts 3. And it's like, but but that's a Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Monsters University is technically Disney Pixar. Not technically, it is. Oh, God. You just reminded me. I had wiped the goofy monster model out of my head. And now you said it. And now I have to remember that. And now I'm going to have yep. to play it. With the one-eyed, oh, he's one-eyed green thing, right? I oh, think so. it, I think it's the one giant eye and yeah. one tiny eye. And yeah, then it's, it's oh, God. <laughs> No, it's just it's weird to me that Pixar things are starting to be in Kingdom Hearts because it's always just, been just Disney. I mean, like it's like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is a Disney movie, but like it's like Tim Burton presents. It was a Disney movie after the fact. I yeah. think Disney, right? like Disney, Disney like, bought it bought after it. something. Yeah. So the fact that that's <laughs> that exists I mean, it's okay. in Kingdom Hearts too is like. Also, it's like, what? But but it wasn't that. But it didn't start that way. <laughs> it's also one of the worst designed levels in the game and sucks. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's so bad. Anyway, that's the other thing. Like, I could sit here and I could nitpick everything. There's a Neverland. Um, uh, I heard it sucks level. and it makes me really sad because Peter. Because you're the inside best. the boat. The problem is, like, the camera control in the game is you're terrible. On the Jolly Roger? In- 
and you're on the yeah you're on the jolly roger the whole time you only ever go like once you go around big ben at the end of the level but the entire neverland level level almost entirely takes place in the boat and when i say in the boat i mean in the boat so you're going up decks and stuff so it's tiny cramped spaces with a camera that you can't zoom in and out so it's a fixed distance that if you go around if you go around one of the thousand corners around you the camera jacks back and forth trying to find you (laughs) well what do you expect from ps2 and it's like how did someone play this and not go this is unplayable at times that's all you had that is all you had at the time it's all you had that you know i made the argument this today earlier today about cubert it's like that's all you had to play that's it Uh, that's it you had to do it So beyond that, we are that, so spoiled when it comes to video games. Anyways. Spoiled with our good controls and our cameras that work. <laughs> oh Sometime. man, and our voice actors that don't sound like Siri. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. On top of all of this, have, have did Joe ever tell you who Sora is voiced by? Um, he he might have, but I it's don't. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, it's okay, Haley Joel Osment in all of that, them, which, which is, is fantastic. Great. Well, what's great I was about just that thinking is thinking of that... Haley Joel Osment this morning. <laughs> What's fantastic about that is you play Kingdom Hearts one, right in the in the in the collection, and then yeah. because um, Rechain of Memories, the the like remake, didn't come out until after Kingdom Hearts two, and they all of that, his voice <laughs> goes up by like eight years. Awesome. <laughs> so it's That's like beautiful. it's like tiny tiny kid Haley Joel Osment in 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 Kingdom Hearts one, and then Chain of Memories, which takes place literally at the same point where it ends. He goes from like, "Hey Donald, Goofy, let's do this." To Donald, Goofy, we must go. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, puberty hits you like a ton of bricks, literally in the doorway." <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, no, I I was just oh. thinking of. Can we talk about Haley Joel Osment for a second? We can because, because... I, he blows. It's someone who blows my mind, and his sister. Like the fact yeah. that they are that they the... they have a weird acting career. They really do, <laughs> but they are so good. They are those Haley Joel Osment and and Emily Osment, right? That's her name. Yes. Right. Are friend from Hannah Montana. That's all I remember. Fantastic <laughs> actors, and they, they they just are. They just are. All right, hands down. I'm going to say it right now. Go on record for that. Did you ever see Tusk? No. From is Smith? Haley Joel Osment in it? He is. And someone made the best assessment of him in that movie, which is it looks like he grew into Kevin Smith. Oh, my because God. Like, he's like, you know, he's he still has like his literal child face yep. but there's like a beard now just like someone stuck a beard on it well, and he's like about the size that kevin smith was when he started playing silent bob like he's like you know he's grown a couple of feet and he's gained a lot of weight and all of a sudden it looks like it looks kind of like kevin smith when i can't be in this movie but this kid looks just like me so yeah. i'm gonna stick him to be me in this movie <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect because it's gonna segue into what i want to talk about what was what I did with my week, but Haley Joel Osment. So, I like I I feel I want to say my very, like my first, uh, like Emily Osment. I grew up watching her on Hannah Montana. I grew up watching her in Dad Napped, ridiculous movie, but it, people should watch it because I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix or I'm Hulu sure or something. But she was in Dad Napped. 
And then she was like kind of gone. She sang. She did. She did some songs and stuff for Disney because that's what you have to do if you're a Disney Channel kid. Um, and then she was in Young and Hungry. That's what it was. I was gonna say, didn't she do a show and where she was a yeah, chef? For she a was little a bit? chef, and she, oh my god, like you, all of the memories of like loving, um, oh, what was Lily on Hannah Montana? Can't believe I remember her name. Um, loving the character of Lily just like came back, and it was like, it was kind of like watching Lily grown up and like left the baggage of Hannah Montana slash Miley. Miley Stewart. This, and this shit like, is just too crazy for me. I'm out of here. Um, and before people, her name was Miley Stewart in the show. I understand her name was Miley Cyrus, but they had to change oh. it for the show. Anyways, but it was kind of not like, too much. We had to not too much. No, we had to change Miley the last Cyrus, name. But we just yeah. And we and, and we gave her one sibling as opposed to like five. Um, but yeah, so like Young and Hungry is kind of like watching Lily grown up and like. Just, it, oh, she's so good. And then she was just in, like, an episode of The Kaminsky Method, and I'm like, I always forget about you, and you are a treasure. And your brother's a treasure, too, because he was in Entourage, the movie. Oh, and my God. And does he steal that movie? <laughs> Let me tell you. He is so good <laughs> as, like, a jackass. Like, child of a producer jackass. Oh, is he not playing himself? Is he one of the few people actually no, playing a character he's in that movie? Playing a character in that movie, <laughs> which is like even better. Which is great like, because I feel like in a movie Haley full of cameos, but he has to play someone else. Like a movie full of cameos, <laughs> and I feel like they called him up and was like, "Yo, we're doing the Outrage movie. Liam Neeson's gonna be in it for like two seconds. Ronda Rousey will be here for two seconds. Oh, so you want me to come in and make like a joke about the Sixth Sense or something?" Yeah. It's like, no, we actually need you for like a couple of days. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But like he and he is like he has that he has that beard and he uh he's just he's so perfect as at playing a jackass. And it's like, oh, my God, because you look at him. You don't think he has a bad like an evil bone in his body. I don't think his face has grown with the rest of his exactly. body. Like, like, <laughs> like it's so it's so like what's the word? It's like so misleading. Like. He has no, like I I think of him of Haley Joel Osment and I think he can do no harm, and like I shouldn't say that, but I just do. look at him and it's like oh he's a sweet boy. Yeah. Look at this sweet boy. Um, <laughs> so like I because I have never I never had seen Six Sense. I don't think I I still haven't, and uh, so I don't really know him from that. I just know he's the kid in it, and I've seen the scene a whole bunch of times. But it's like, how, how do you wait? How okay? What? I just don't understand how you haven't seen Sixth Sense, but honestly, I say that, and yet you are not the first person in the last like week that I have heard make that statement. So I shouldn't be surprised. Well, it's also, I don't, I don't watch, I don't generally watch scary movies. Although, That's very true. Although I, now, like, I know that it's more of a suspense thriller. Like, yes, supernatural, like supernatural it's thriller. Supernatural. Like, it's not a gory so, like, horror. Yeah. I would, I like, am willing to watch it. You know. Um, like I, it's just like there's other movies that come out and it gets it keeps getting get pushed back. Just it like The Shining, it's like it I want to see it, but it's it gone. surprises <laughs> and doesn't surprise me that The Sixth Sense is like its own movie and not like part of an eight movie franchise. Yeah. But fucking Unbreakable is a trilogy now. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know it's great. Well, uh, so getting to that. 
but I, I just got finished on Haley Joel Osment because I don't think this movie is known. And now there's a, so there was a there was a movie on Netflix called I want to say it was called Sex Ed. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember watching the trailer for that one with, year with and Haley being like, Joel "Holy Osment. shit, Haley Joel Osment!" Yes! Oh my god! Okay, what are you but, doing in this movie? But did you? But did you? <laughs> I never watch saw it? the movie. Oh, I saw okay. the trailer. I have never seen oh the movie. Oh my god! I just got so excited that I hit the mic. <laughs> I was like rolling in the chair to like get. Oh okay. So that movie. Sorry everybody about the mic <laughs> being hit by me. That movie is about Haley Joel Osment being a sex ed teacher, and like. Having and he's never had sex. He is a virgin. So which it's like, honestly, if you were gonna be like, this is the movie we're gonna make Haley Joel Osment do in his twenties, <laughs> I you I hear that and I go, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like yeah, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> of course. So it's so like that is just a good like that is good movie irony right there, you know, like and. I remember sitting at school and I'm like, I got nothing to do. I'm going to watch this weird movie with Haley Joel Osment. And I just remember like sitting, watching it on my computer and being like, this is fantastic. And the world needs to know about it. And I don't think the world knows about it, which makes me sad. So I'm changing that now. People yeah, because it came out in like with Haley it Joel came out Osment. during like the renaissance of like indie comedy and like yeah. indie film in yeah. general, like the early two thousands, early two thousand tens. Like, yeah. there's indie comedies coming out left and right, and every <laughs> one of them was like, "Here's our one star that's gonna get everybody out." And just Haley Joel Osment just didn't grab people the way they thought it would. Yeah, but it, it's just it. Oh, it's so funny, and like it has it has a lot of heart in it too. Like. It really, it surprised me. It, it seemed very much surprised like, me. I remember and, that watching that trailer and be like, oh, this is like a feel good, like perfect yeah, comedy yeah, for him to yeah. come up and be like, I'm an adult, but also I'm still doing like sweet things. Yes. You know, this isn't as saccharine as fucking pay it forward. <laughs> like, Yeah, I just, um, and now there's that show on Netflix that's called Sex Ed. And I'm like, I get excited because I'm like, oh, it's the movie. And I'm like, no, it's just a TV show. Never but mind. But it's got Gillian Anderson, which I haven't watched yet. But yeah. I mean, it is, it, it does have Gillian Anderson. Yeah. But no one plays jazz oboe in it. I'm I'm betting you. And guess who, <laughs> plays, guess who plays jazz oboe in Sex Ed, oh, the movie? Oh, my God. Haley just... Joel freaking Osment. I feel like... Did they think that was going to be as cool as John Cusack playing like saxophone and dead like? But as as a past oboist, let me tell you, it made me real happy that he played jazz (laughs) oboe. I'm just it like hit home. I was like, yes, this is beautiful. It was so good. Um, but that segues us segues seg that brings us to one (laughs) to my week. Is it a segue or a segway? Like a like like attorneys general. <laughs> oh my god! But no, the reason the reason why I was thinking about Haley Joel Osment this morning was because I was thinking about Glass, um, and all that because I I have seen Glass. So I have not seen Split, and I have not seen Unbreakable <laughs> in many years. Though, so I haven't seen either. Um, I have I've never I, seen, I heard that. seen either. 
Yeah. Uh, so um, just very quickly for my, I don't know, it's, it's been a couple of months since I've plugged another podcast, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, the people over at, at Waypoint uh, from Vice have started a new podcast called Be Kind and Rewatch It. Uh, it was oh, nice. part of the Waypoint radio feed for a while, but it's actually its own thing now. So if you just search that, you'll find it where they do. And you'll love this. They watched all of the Purge movies yes. to, to, and broke them down, which is like great conversation about that. But uh, they just did Unbreakable because Glass is coming out. They just did Unbreakable and they're going to do Split. So like if you still haven't decided you're not going to watch Unbreakable, but you want to kind of know about it, that's a good breakdown of it from like a couple of different perspectives, which is great. Um, so, yeah, there's well, that. I have not. But again, I have not watched Unbreakable in many years. Yeah. So I won't I like I I want to spoil so, things but I really I'm not going to. All I'm going to say is um I thoroughly enjoyed Glass. Okay, see so this was the question I had because whereas Unbreakable and Split are largely separate movies. You know, Unbreakable came out with no expectation of having sequels, so it's its own thing. And then Split comes out 16 years later and is a secret sequel to Unbreakable. Like, I don't think it's even the twist of the movie. I think it's like something that comes up very randomly at the end. Like, I don't think it's even part of the actual main story of it. It's just like, oh, by the way, this is happening in Unbreakable universe. Yeah. So Glass very much feels like it was written in in specifically to be a sequel to these two movies so the fact that you're saying it works on its own yeah it does which is crazy which i like going into it i was very nervous because i i i never knew like i've heard of unbreakable but i never knew what it was about really um and and i had never seen it right so then and I was like, oh, it's a movie. I'm sure I'll see it eventually. Whatever. But when Glass came out and, like, I was, you know, I, like, I follow James McAvoy on um, Instagram and stuff. So, like, I see him posting pictures of him as the Split character. I'm like, oh, that's weird. They're doing another Split movie. Okay, cool. And I had never seen Split because I was having, like, mixed feelings about it. Because I was, like, really interested to see it for the multiple. <coughs> multiple personality like the did stuff um because i had done a project on it and like i got like real deep into that you know that whole that whole thing of of dissociative identity disorder and all of that like so that part really interested me but it was again like it's a scary movie i want to watch it in the comfort of my home (laughs) yeah i mean luckily Um, m night Shyamalan is not generally a gory filmmaker and so like that that's always like <laughs> yeah. a good way to kind of do that but it he's was... also gone back and forth with people loving his movies yeah. over the years yeah. so like i don't think there was anybody that saw split coming out and went oh no this has to be the movie i could see i think it caught a lot of people by surprise when they went oh my god m night might be back <laughs> like... yeah. so but so i was like oh glass might be interesting it's got three like three actors who I love, like absolutely love. And yeah, I, I don't probably... understand how he gets, how he still has the clout to get people to be his movies, but he has never like the one thing he's always done is had a very good track record for like amazing actors. Well, in it's his films. people know his name. It's, it's, I mean, it's yeah, because people know his name that he's able to be like, yeah, Hey, I, I need you. <laughs> and people, despite what people say, people go see his movies. Like, it happens. 
know? True. I think, funny enough, I don't think he had a big name for Avatar, but also I don't think anybody wants to remember they were associated with hey, Avatar in any way. you know what? I was also going to bring up Avatar <laughs> and say that unsung opinion, very non-popular opinion, I don't hate that movie. <laughs> I like the, I respect the cartoon not, too much. Not, not... Not James Cameron Avatar, in no. case you're, like, getting Sorry. confused. Yes, we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> and Avatar The Last on, Airbender. Tried to, tried to adapt the first, yeah, like, season good. into one movie. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I mean, for all of its big reasons, you know, like, the entire cast is kind of whitewashed. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's... And, like, and it's, like, a bunch, it's, like, so much that he tried to condense into one movie, which yeah. should have been, like, its own trilogy, let alone yes. the fact that it should have yeah. been nine movies to com- to encompass that entire series. Yeah. Like, it's... I just have never gone out of my way to bother. Now. Have you, wait, have you never seen it? Or Nope. Nope. Really? I've, I've watched the cartoon <gasps> enough. I don't need, I'd have never felt a Whoa. need to watch John Last Airbender. I just wow. haven't. I don't okay. feel any necess- any necessity to to watch it. I have not wow. been given any reason to okay. think that I would get anything out of it. Okay. So, interesting. Yeah. Hold on. We're going to come back to that because okay. I did want I was going to talk about Avatar a little bit today. Um but yeah, no. It, the the cool thing about Glass was having known nothing except for what I needed to know, right? Uh about Unbreakable. I knew about Split because I knew what the character was and I based on the trailers and stuff. But, you know, I Devin was basically like, yeah, uh, Unbreakable. Or, and actually, it wasn't even – I don't even think Devin told me. This guy in line while we were waiting to go see the movie, he was like, basically Bruce Willis can't break any bones and Samuel L. Jackson can break all of his bones if you Which you him. learn literally which in the first learn... 20 minutes of that movie. Yes. That is not the twist yeah. to that movie, which I think was why Unbreakable <laughs> – when it first, I mean, even now, but yeah, no. when it first came out, like that was the thing that I think blew people away was that people was that M Night was very good at the beginning of throwing the twist what he what people thought was the twist out, so that the, when the actual twist came, it threw them off. Like yeah. Sixth Sense, you know, in the trailer, it's I see dead people, and everybody went, "Oh my God, he sees dead people!" And so <laughs> no one knows what the rest of that yeah. story is, <clears throat> and so Unbreakable, it was. You know, you know, in the first opening is of that movie that like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, his bones are so brittle that his he was bullied and dubbed Mr. Glass. And uh, Bruce Willis is for some reason basically fucking Superman, but like really depressed that kind of shitty dude, Superman. (laughs) Like, that's all you need to know. And it was like. Um, and I also think I got all of that. Like, I got a lot of that. Like, Devin, Devin, like, mentioned stuff about that, and he kind of gave me what I needed to know. And then I also got a lot of it from the trailers. So I was like, cool. Okay, yeah. I am going into Glass with as much knowledge as I need to go into Glass and enjoy it. But I'm still nervous because Civil War sucked. And here, <laughs> um, and the reason why I bring up Civil War is because my mom was like really into seeing Civil War, um, Avengers Civil War, Age of Ult- not Age of Ultron. What the hell? Um, I mean, I Captain mean, America Civil War is it Captain, Captain America, America Civil, Civil War? War? It's Captain America Civil War, which has been so, the lead up to Age of yes, Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've <laughs> meant I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but my my mom was so excited to go see Civil War that like she was just like, yes, I want to go with you when you guys go see it, and she hated it. She didn't enjoy it. 
Um, I, I think she liked parts of it, but she didn't enjoy it because she had no idea what was going on. Like, they didn't, they don't, the Avenger movies, like, do not take the time to not, be able to exactly. reintroduce they, characters. They just and, assume yeah. they like basically use their um, popularity to assume that everybody has seen the prior movies, which at this point in the game, probably something you should do. Although my parents, both of my like my mom and my dad watched Infinity War and they both loved it. Which, by the way, random side note, my brother and I randomly got a CJ and I got a text from our father this weekend because he finally sat down and watched Infinity War since it's out on Netflix, on Netflix now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we just get a we just get a text that says, "Professor Hulk and Kang the Conqueror." We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because, <laughs> so and it was like another three hours before he finally texted back. It was like. I'm watching the trailer for Endgame. We just watched Infinity War. It's going to be <laughs> Professor Oak and King the Conqueror. What are you... Oh, sure. Where is this coming That's so from? funny. Oh, my God. But, like, Infinity War did a really good job of being like, here are the players. Here's what's at stake. You need, You know everything you need to know. Enjoy the movie. Like, my dad hasn't... I don't think he's seen any of the other... Uh, Marvel movies except for like maybe the Iron Man movies and maybe Avengers um but like Civil War really like broke itself by being like everybody knows what's going on we're just gonna dump him dump them into this and I think that Infinity War learned that lesson is probably a big part of that yes yeah definitely because yeah I, I I am confident like confident being like oh you've never seen a Marvel movie this is the only Marvel movie you need to see here's Infinity War <laughs> you know like well and you, you should see Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok but Infinity Oscar War nominated Black Panther <laughs> um, and I'm so happy they <laughs> uh, me too. I mean, I'm so happy I, about that as much as I don't think it's going to win it's going to be the um, Fury Road this year where yeah. it got nominated everybody goes oh my god I got nominated yeah. and then nothing I just like the fact that they like couch their bullshit like no more popularity category we just fucking give Black yeah. Panther the best the best picture nom exactly. you idiots <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, Glass like did that very well. It was like, you know what? We we need to make this movie because people people are probably shitting themselves realizing that this is now a trilogy, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, we just need to make it enjoyable for everybody. Um, and they and it it was done really really well. <laughs> and it, like it, it it not to give too much away, like it does flashbacks to the other two movies. It it gives you those explanations that would have happened in those movies. And it has this really cool twist at the end that it's like, oh my God, where it's like, it doesn't, that twist doesn't, isn't lost on you if you haven't seen Unbreakable or Split. Like you're, you're still so invested in these characters with everything that you've learned and everything about their, the people who are connected to them that you are, you're there and ready for the, what happens. And it's, that, oh, it's so good. That makes I me so it. happy to hear because I, I always have been like secret. I, I've, not even secretly, but I mean, I've always re- rooted for M. Night Shyamalan, even through the Avatar stuff <laughs> and the happening. Um, I'm, a, I'm someone who I saw Lady in the Water in theaters and 
I have yet to sit back down and watch it again, and I'm still convinced that I absolutely love that movie. Um, <laughs> I refuse to go back and watch it and prove myself wrong. Um, I've always secretly like like rooted for for M Night Shyamalan because I think that he is someone who came out of the gate very strong, obviously with um, with Sixth Sense, and also he wrote Stuart Little and. Uh, secret and I guess Ghost wrote "She's All That." Although the guy really? who's the guy who's credited with writing "She's All That" refuses to acknowledge it, but M Night Shyamalan keeps telling everybody that he ghost wrote "She's All That." Oh so, who yeah. do you believe? Um, oh, but I mean, like he comes out strong with Sixth Sense. Unbreakable is great. Um, Signs is still like I still really like Signs. I know that some people like go back and forth on it. I actually can I. Can I go into my science thing real quick? Yeah, so yeah, that's fine. Whatever. the biggest complaint that comes up with science for people that the biggest plot hole that everybody likes to point out is why did they come to a planet that's 70% water if they're allergic to water? And what I say is maybe they didn't fucking know that they were allergic to water till they showed up. There's no, there's no, there that's a is a really good argument for a movie I've never seen, but like so, really good so argument. There's no, there's, there, there's no invasion, like giant invasion in signs. There's like five aliens. <laughs> you see them in like in the backgrounds of videos and like one of them shows up on the farm and all this stuff. And so like what it sounds like is that these things showed up on Earth and didn't know that they were allergic to water because maybe they come from a planet They've that doesn't have water. So before. like they show like, yeah, this is like a, it's like a fucking scouting mission. Yeah, like like there's no indication. Shift. Right. There's no indication that this is like some sort of mass invasion. Other, It's just like these things showed up and then it turns out water kills them. OK, cool. Like then I guess they're not going to invade the fucking planet then because they figured it out. Like it's like it's this idea that like we're going to go to like Mars someday and like we know from Mars what we can and can't breathe and eat and all that shit but like if we randomly sent fucking humans across to another galaxy and sent them to a planet we don't know what the hell's out there let them just like just accept the fact that maybe they just didn't know people come on i mean yeah (sighs) yeah (laughs) that's that's a really good argument. <laughs> like I just like I mean, and to be fair, I have to rewatch Signs. A, Maybe there's more aliens than I remember. That's an but, argument people have about that movie. <laughs> yes, it's a big argument that like that like it's like a whole thing that like first off, it also is the whole thing that you've got a Mel Gibson movie that involves God, uh, basically like setting up fate so that the humans can defeat the aliens with the one thing that they're allergic to. Oh it's a God. whole thing. It's a whole thing <laughs> that I think is like a fascinating sci-fi and religious story. But yes, it, it turns out that the aliens are basically disintegrate when they get wet. And so like ever since that movie came out, people were like, well, why'd they come to a planet that's 70% water? And it's like, we never once hear the aliens talk we don't know if they knew the planet was 70 percent water before they landed and there's obviously not like a ton of them because they're not all over the place so like look at you fixing don't worry movies. about it like, don't worry about movies. that i can't fix the happening no matter how much i try <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but like I, I think what happened was that like he you know he hits big with six cents he hits big with unbreakable signs is huge and then the village comes out and starts to waver yeah <laughs> i love no. the village but i understand why people don't like the village and all that and i think what happened was at some point he hit that like oh 
I know what I'm doing now. I have to stop listening to people now thing. And I think he got kind of too big, too big into his own head. And I think after the village wavered and then the happening was bad and then airbender was bad and lady in the water was, was, you know, mixed. And I refuse to believe it's a good movie. (laughs) I, (laughs) um, but like it's the it's the fact that he has a series of flops after yes, yeah. after all these hits, and I think now like he did a movie called The Visit, which is like a found yep. footage horror movie, which I also have not seen, but I have heard mixed things on. But was like the first indication that he might be like figuring his shit out because it's low budget and he's you know he, it doesn't sound like he's kind of overdoing himself again. And then um, he produced that um, Devil Elevator movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, devil, uh, devil. It's not I think devil he may cry. It's no, not devil he, may cry. It's like bring, he wrote drag in, me to hell or something. No, no, no. Drag me to hell is Sam Raimi. I think it's literally called Devil, but like oh, they're all trapped. Yes, there. it is called yeah. Devil. I don't know so, why I get those confused. I think he he wrote and produced that, but didn't direct it. So that was another indication that he was like, I can't like fully bring myself back. And then it's split, where he finally is like, No, I'm back to me now. Yeah. And I think like I think he's in a part in his life and a point in his career where he gets to be like, I'm I'm coming back. I'm coming back and I learned my lesson and I'm figuring it out. And so I'm excited to see what he does now that he's done class in, in all of this. Like where he goes from here is gonna be fascinating. Because I don't know if he's figured it out or not. <laughs> yeah, I uh I, I'm excited for you to see glass and hear and hear what because like I didn't have I don't really have an opinion of M. Night Shyamalan, or I, I just like saying Shyamalama, Shyamalama Ding Dong or whatever. I don't know, because that's what everybody <laughs> says. Um, no, I just, I I don't, like, have, like, anger or, you know, love for um, M. Night Shyamalan. It's just, he's just another director. Um, but, like, yes, I understand that people are upset with him because of movies like Avatar, Last Airbender, and because of all of these movies that apparently are terrible that I've never seen, but it's like, so of course I can't weigh any beer. Like I, as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not sure a good director because he was able to create glass. He was I mean, able the biggest, to make glass. Yeah. So. I mean, the biggest, the biggest <laughs> problem with the happening is that he tried to make Mark Wahlberg into a science teacher, which was never going to happen. That's so, so <laughs> oh my God, maybe I need to go back through Shyamalan's like, Oh my movie, god, we should. It's going to be filmography so and weird. Like, watch them all. Um, but the thing I want to talk about uh, Avatar, just Avatar in general. Yes, last okay. Airbender. So you you defend Avatar to me because no. I have not been convinced to watch this it's, movie. It's not so that... you tell me what you're thinking with this movie. It's, it's not that I'm going to defend it. Basically, okay. I have been like slightly on an Avatar kick for the past couple of, for the past week or so. Um and it's it started with me getting finding the Azula Pop figure because Funko has come out with um, the Avatar line of pops. And I am totally going to buy into it because of how much I love Avatar Last Airbender. Um, but the Azula one was like a GameStop exclusive. So I, I was able to go find her and like it just like flooded my brain with all of these memories of Avatar and like all of these things that I remember from Avatar The Last Airbender but I'm still convinced that it's kind of like with Digimon where I don't think I've seen every single episode 
of Last Airbender. I, I, I've seen bits and pieces. I know what happens, but I don't think I've seen every episode. But, like, I was explaining who Azula was to my mom. <laughs> and, like, then my mom was talking to Devin, because Devin never really watched it. She was like, oh, yeah, Azula can use lightning. And then Devin texted me. He's like, can Azula use lightning? And I was like, yes. Yes, she can. <laughs> She's yeah, like a whole super thing powerful. That, yeah, it's like a whole scary. thing that he can't. That what's that um, Zuko, Zuko can't. can't. Yeah. Well, she yeah. also like she has the she's like one of the strongest firebenders in the world because she can use blue fire and she can harness she can um, control lightning. It's like it, it's more it's like just like harnessing kind of it's like generating and harnessing. It's weird. It's crazy. And it goes down a rabbit hole that I myself have gone down to, like to figure out. And it's like this bending circle of like. If you can figure out the four core um, elements, you can figure out all of this stuff, too. And that's where, like, blood bending comes from. That's where, like, ice bending and snow bending. And there's, like, combustion bending and sound bending. It's where metal bending comes from. Like, it's crazy. So, like, I went down this whole hole of Avatar again that, like, spat, like, comes up every now and then for me. Um... And I saw that Avatar Last Airbender movie was on Hulu, and I, like, threw it on to fall asleep to. And, like, I'm watching the opening, and it's when, you know, Katara and and Sokka find Aang in, in the iceberg. And I, I, the, the thing I am going to defend in, in Avatar Last Airbender movie is the effects and the visual stuff. The movie's crap. I will. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the movie is not good. <laughs> that was a really long-winded explanation to get to that. To get to to get to. Oh, by the way, bad movie. But <laughs> it is. But I will. I will watch it for the effects. Um. Remember, I, like, like Nickelodeon wanted to put the money behind it, and you know, M Night again was yeah. still pretty much at the top, uh, top ish of his game. Like, this was gonna be, this was, I think, a thing where he was like, well, you know, happening and Lady in the Water weren't that great, <laughs> but I can, I can still bring it back if I do this beloved franchise. Yeah. But like, oh, no, I, I mean, some of the choices they made. Like, I remember go being so excited to go see Avatar in the theater, and I remember seeing it in the theater. And I remember being really, really happy, except every time they called him Ong instead of Ang. Yeah, that's another thing. Is that like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could and make it Sokka, through a whole movie dealing with that. Sokka <laughs> was like Soka or Suka. Like it was like little things like that are what made it terrible. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, the white whitewashing all of that. We could get into that another time. And we probably should get into that when the live action Netflix show comes out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes we'll because that it goes. is one of the original, at least one, if not both of the original I, creators I are. It's both. If yeah, what I are, saw are, today is true. It's both. Yeah, are behind that. Um, so like, hopefully they are also like on top of casting yeah. and they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're well, smart about, especially because they're RISD, they're RISD grads, and I, I like the thing is that always made me like wait, love what? Avatar the most. Wait. Yeah, the the the, the lead. Yeah, they're they're RISD grads. The people that created Avatar are RISD graduates. What? At least one of them, if not both of them. But yeah, that was the reason that 
I got into Avatar when <gasps> they started promoting it on Nickelodeon and they would do those like behind the scenes things. Oh my God. Like they would talk about how they graduate. They went to Rhode Island School of Design and I was like, I need to watch this for Rhode Island. I never knew <laughs> so, that. Oh, yeah. But, oh my yeah. God. That just made Avatar that much better for me. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like. I will say in the trivia for the for the new Avatar for the Netflix Avatar, um, there's three things of trivia for it so far. No casting, nothing. Just three things of trivia and like a synops like a brief synopsis. And one of the trivia things is, uh, the char- the d- creators say that there will be no whitewashing. It will be like, it will be correct. Oh, good. Like, I hope that means, like, um, like I guess in, Inuit actors for yeah. s- for Katara and Sokka, yeah. I, I would imagine that means. Yeah. yeah. So And, and stuff which, like that. So that'll be interesting. That's going to be very, very interesting. And I hope it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, anyways, to go back to the movie, like, I remember sitting in the theater and, y- you know, in the when they get to the, um, I think it's the Northern Water Tribe or the Southern Northern yeah. I think it's the Northern, northern. Water Tribe. They're from the Southern. They go to the Northern. Um, yes, So they I go do. to the Northern Water Tribe. <laughs> I did not expect to get into this. If you don't know about Avatar The Last Bender, I am sorry because I'm not going and I'm not describing it at this moment in time. Wait until we talk about it later on. Um, but because we will. I promise. <laughs> so they go to the Northern Water Tribe and the whole thing is that they're they're stopping the Fire Nation. Um, and there's that moment where Katara and the, and the rest of the waterbanders like create this wall of water and ice and like, it's, it's like scary. Like it's crazy powerful what they're able to do. And then Aang is there to like kind of chop it in half and he like separates everything. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yes. Okay. So when that happens in the movie, I remember being in the theater and just going, because <gasps> it was so, <laughs> so cool looking. And like, I I don't know if it's because of the young wonderment that was in my eyes or if it was actually cool. So I do need to rewatch it to see if that scene still gives me that like feeling of like, oh my God, this is awesome. But I will say what holds up is Appa. I I think Appa looks fantastic in the movie. Uh, he is, looks exactly what you would expect Appa to look like in real life. And the Fire Nation ships are like spot on. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I, I mean, I have to imagine. I don't know about the original creators themselves, but I have to imagine that Nickelodeon was all over this yes, thing. Yeah. Like, we need this thing to look good. But I also would not be surprised if it was like a couple of producers who were like, "Oh no, it needs to look good." Oh, what's the writing? I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. But tell me <laughs> yeah. that it, it looks good. But it did. Like, like I said, it is a crap movie. I, I won't sit here and say it's a good movie, <laughs> but. I could I will watch it again because I like the effects and I yeah. I like how they are able to bring that world to life. Just watch it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the thing. I mean he's his movies have never looked cheap or underproduced yes. or low yeah. budget or anything like that. He has always been very good with the visuals and like, you know, a lot of his stuff is more 
fairly relatively grounded in reality, quote unquote. So like he doesn't need that much of a budget when it really comes down to it. But you know, I've always, I will always give him that. Like again, another reason I'm afraid to go back and watch lady in the water is there's some early 2000s CGI stuff going on in that movie that I cannot imagine holds up anymore. Um, but like even unbreakable, unbreakable was made, right before the first x-men movie came out so that's before spider-man yeah that's a movie unbreakable is a is a comic book quote-unquote comic book superhero movie that is more about the idea that comic book movies should be more respected than they are so they are from before the like comic book movie renaissance of the early 2000s came out um and they're much more like based on like blade and i love blade yeah, like and, and Blade, and, no, it's okay. I mean, like Blade and all these other like comic book movies that are coming out throughout like the the late '90s and going into 2000, where like people were like, "Oh, I bought this property for cheap because no one knows who these characters are, yeah. and no one even knows it's a comic book movie, and so we can do whatever the hell we want with it." And that like very much what like Jane Silent Bob was about as well. Jane Bob, Silent Bob Strike Back yeah, weirdly okay. shares some themes with That's Unbreakable. True. Um, and so when M. Night Shyamalan wrote Unbreakable, he's like, well, what if I told a more like realistic superhero story that was like more dramatic and you had all of these more grounded things going on and I could show you that like that like human beings as superheroes is the way of the future. And he wasn't wrong was the thing because we got like that's where. Batman Begins comes from, and that's where, I mean, a lot of X-Men got its early shit from, was like, oh, no, we need to show these characters as, like, gritty, real human beings that have this, you know, this mutant gene that really makes their lives difficult and all of this stuff. So he, like, predicted this weird whole thing that where where superhero stories were going to go, but he did, but then he also then went and made the happening. (laughs) (laughs) And he just kind of lost the plot at some point. Oh man, oh. that's so funny. Okay, we've been going forever. We, have we did been actually going. double, did have to restart this episode, so <laughs> I think that's gonna be it. Unless <laughs> there's anything, yeah, that's no, it for I'm you. Yeah. The only thing for me is I finally one of these. Uh, uh, I finished Smallville. That's I cannot believe I watched a ten season show in like three months, but I did it. Yay! And it's good. Yay, and people. Zach. Go back and watch Smallville. I cannot, especially if you're like an Arrowverse fan, I cannot stress how much, like, it is weird to watch that production of that show and see where they went. Like, the first three seasons, they had a very clear idea what they were doing. And then season four, they were like, oh, crap, we got more seasons than we expected. We don't know what we're doing. And then toward the last, like, three seasons, eight, nine, and ten, are really solid, just like comic book television. Very much like proto-Arrowverse stuff. I cannot believe I liked it as much as I did because it gets goofy as hell. The tenth season has a hangover episode. Oh my god. They have god. a literal episode that is the hangover where they are doing Clark Clark's bachelor party for Lois Lane <laughs> and they all wake up and don't remember what the fuck happened. And it is nothing is funnier than watching a hungover Superman. I didn't know I would find that funny until I watched Clark Kent try to super speed away. And he ran into a wall by accident. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I got this. And he turns around and you get a very quick split second shot of the speed effect. And then he hits a wall and the wall explodes and he just tumbles into the street. And it is the funniest shot in 10 seasons of television. That is the funniest shot of the whole show. <laughs> That's so 
that's fantastic. So yeah, so Smallville was great, and um, I started watching Adam Ruins Everything on Netflix, which is this oh, funny like edutainment show. Um, it, it's like it's like know it all. Here's all the facts, edutainment stuff. Yeah, but I used to, I'll probably I used get to that. Watch it in college. Yeah, in it's school. um, it's up on uh Netflix, Netflix yeah. now. Like the first like so there's like twenty episodes or something, and also love that. So go watch that, everybody. Oh, if we're Ruin... making if we're making Netflix uh suggestions, yes, watch the fix, which is the fix. The fix. Yes, it is Jimmy Carr is the host, D.L. Oh. Hughley. And um, Catherine Ryan, and then like the t- there's two other like uh, comedians that are always different every every episode. Um, it is so good. <laughs> it they basically try to come up with quote unquote fixes for the world's problems in 30 minutes. Beautiful. And they actually use like they they bring in a data specialist like. They bring in real data. They have all these real facts and everything. Like, I have learned a lot from it. And it is hilarious. And I think everybody should watch it. <laughs> there you go. There's our recommendations for this week, everybody. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week in some form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to, um, without getting into a ton of detail, I'm moving back to Rhode Island. So this show is going cha- to change a little bit when I get back. <laughs> Because God, we might actually see each other in real I know, life. It's going to be uh, weird. But uh, until then, uh, you can just find been us. This spot on a wall for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you still look like Donatello. So. Yeah. Is, that, is it Donatello? Yeah, I'm a baby Donatello. Okay, thank God. I, I thought I had I the wrong turtle know, for a second. I need you okay. to know behind the curtain of of Say Report Junior. I don't look at the computer screen when we record. I look at a wall. I mean, my computer screen is my giant TV. I'm literally just pacing in front of a giant <laughs> desktop. A giant, do- ba- a giant baby Donatello. Yep. Uh, but it's, you can always find us on Twitter at Say Report Junior. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at Say Report Junior. And you can uh, find us individually. I am at Zerwiski. And I am at Dale's Brain, and that is on Twitter. I don't, I don't, I don't think we oh, mentioned that. Oh, did I not say that we part? Were, though, Whoops. You can find us on Twitter at those names. <laughs> you might have. I don't know. I'm just being a joke. I think I said, I think I said Twitter for Say Report. Say Report, and then you went, yeah. I'm, it's <laughs> fine. This is a crazy episode. Oh, man. Um, I, I think it's time for us all to go get ice cream. Yes. Be good humans. Take it away, Liz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.